We'll fix it in post. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome back uh, to Capes and Japes, the only podcast where we'll fix it in post. I don't think that's factually accurate. <laughs> it's not. I've been listening to a lot of uh, the, the uh, I only listen to the mountain goats. Oh, hell and yeah. To start, yeah, and they tend to start every episode with JD being like, hello. And welcome to I Only Listen to the Mountain Goats, the only podcast where then something, you know, absurd. Um, but hello, uh, welcome back to Capes and Japes. Uh, 420 is over, very sadly for all of us. Um, but, uh, uh, Fantastic Four Month continues, uh, in this, this very busy <laughs> pop cultural month. Um, we are continuing uh, with with four the fourth month of the Fantastic Four, um, and today we are talking about the fourth member of the Fantastic Four who we have uh, not talked about yet, and that is uh, Ben Grimm, also known as the Thing, um, maybe the most popular member of the Fantastic Four. Um, Probably the one with the most, like... Visual recognition? Well, I mean, yeah. Definitely the most, like, visual distinctiveness and the most recognizability uh, outside the team at large. Um, but also, probably the one who's had, like, the most kind of success as a, as a solo character. Um, and we, uh, we saved him for last. Um, so... Uh, we've touched on a few things about Ben. Obviously, all of the Fantastic Four backstories are, like, very intertwined. Um, so we've touched on a few things about Ben. Um, but, uh, Ben Grimm is, uh, was growing up in, uh, the Lower East Side of New York City, um, where all, uh, all Marvel characters are located. Um, <laughs> he, um, he is, uh, Jewish. His family is Jewish. Um, this was a fact that was alluded to, but was not really established, like, canonically stated until the 2000s, because, uh, the comics code would not let you discuss a character's religion. Um, that seems wild. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's pretty wild. Um, but he, um, he grew up in a, uh, in a neighborhood called, uh, Yancey Street. Um, he had, uh, it was, he had, like, he came from a pretty, like, impoverished family. Um, his brother, um, was, uh, killed by a street gang when he was very young. Um, his parents also passed away, and he ended up uh, being raised by his uh, his aunt and uncle. Um, his, uh, I don't know what side of the family he's on, but his uncle and then his aunt by marriage. Um, which is, uh, you know, a, all, all kind of a bummer, but also uh, a lot of it was uh, understood to be based on 
uh, Jack Kirby's own, like, childhood. Um, Jack Kirby being, uh, you know, Stan Lee's frequent co-collaborator, um, usually, you know, for most, most early Marvel comics, uh, Stan Lee would, like, write the script and Kirby would draw it, um, but also, you know, obviously had a lot of creative input on all these characters and has, like, said before that, like, uh, the thing was kind of the one that he put the most of himself into, um, because he, uh, also, uh, lost, uh, a brother, um, when he was young. He, um, his father's name was Benjamin, um, he grew up on a street called Delancey Street, (laughs) um, so, like, a lot of, uh, a lot of influence. Um, there's also, um, so the, the Yancey Street gang, um, is the gang that, uh, Ben's brother led, uh, when they were young, um, and Ben later goes on to lead this gang in his, like, teen years, um, and they show up pretty frequently in, uh, Fantastic Four comics, um, but despite the fact that, like, there's a lot of, like, referenced gang violence in Ben's backstory, um, when the, the Yancey Street gang shows up in the comics, like, 99% of what they do is just annoy the thing, (laughs) like, they're basically never shown to be engaging in any actual gang activity, and it just seems that, like, their only purpose is to, like, show up and, like, throw stuff at the thing and, like, like play pranks on him, like, mail him, you know, a picture that's like, oh, look, it's the thing, but he's dressed as a ballerina, and things like, oh, you punks. Um, I mean, to be fair, if, if, you found out, if you were in a street gang, yes. and you found out that one of your former leaders <laughs> became a superhero, what else are you gonna do? I mean, come on. You just have to dedicate your whole life to this. Um, and it's like, and it's very cute because, like, as much as, you know, uh, they harass him, it's, like, genu- generally harmless and, like, Ben takes it pretty well, um, and, like, you know, is kind of protective if anybody, like, actually tries to hurt them. Like, that's a big thing in, uh, in Civil War is, uh, there's, like, a big, uh, fight in New York City between, like, the, you know, the pro and anti-registration sides, and I think one of the, I think one of the gang members ends up getting killed, um, and Ben's like, all right, okay, I'm done, I'm done with all of this, all right, you two, do whatever you want, I'm gonna make sure that, like, no other civilians get hurt with your bullshit argument. Fair. Um, which is so valid. Um, but so, uh, so that's, you know, kind of a, kind of a a rough and tumble childhood. Um, he is on the football team in high school, um, and ends up going to Empire State University, which is one of the the big universities in the Marvel Universe that, you know, doesn't exist in real life, where he um, he meets Reed Richards and uh, Victor Von Doom, who at this point is just, you know, 
a college student with a really ominous name. Um, but uh, I mean, he had to have had some plans already by the time he was in college. Like, because as yeah. much as Victor Von Doom's whole shtick is like, I hate Reed Richards, he's got some other stuff going on. He, he's really, he's a pretty accomplished guy when you get down to it. When did Victor build his first Doombot? That is a great question. I'm imagining um, him working on this in college, and Reed Richards is working on his own thing, and then it's like, God, I hate that guy. <laughs> keeps keeps working on the Doombot just thinking about how much he hates Reed Richards. <laughs> Maybe I can make this bot freaking kill that guy who I hate. Um, but he, uh, Ben and Reed, uh, become very close friends. Uh, Reed is talking about his, you know, grand plans to build, uh, you know, a highly advanced rocket, and Ben's like, haha, okay, buddy, you do that, and then I'll pilot it. Um. Big mistake. Yeah, oh boy, the biggest, the biggest mistake. Um, so... Uh, in the initial story, uh, when the comic was first written in the 60s, uh, he was a pilot in World War II after graduating college. Um, since, like, time has progressed and the characters have not aged accordingly, they've, like, changed that to be, you know, oh, he was a pilot in the Vietnam War or, you know, whatever, whatever they can (laughs) come up with that's relevant. Um. But, uh, he does become a, uh, a pilot and an astronaut, um, which is cool. Like, it, it takes a lot of work to be an astronaut. It takes a lot of work to be an astronaut. And, like, you know, people rag on Ben as, like, the dumbest member of the team. It takes a lot of work to be an astronaut. It's like, guys, he's an astronaut. They don't let just anybody go up into space. <laughs> Um, but, uh, so he, he becomes an astronaut. He, you know, has a a fairly successful life. Um, and then who should show up again but Reed Richards, who's like, hey, buddy, remember when we were in college and I was talking about how I was going to build that spaceship and you said, oh, if you build that spaceship, I'll pilot it. And Ben's like, ha, yeah. And Reed's like, well, I built it. (laughs) Um, Ben's like, he... Uh, excuse me? And Reed's like, yeah, I built the, I built the, I built the spaceship. Um, so the two of them are working on this project together. Um, and then, again, I'm sorry if you've listened to all the Fantastic Four episodes and you've had to hear the same story over and over and over again. But the, uh, they, their funding gets cut off as the spaceship is, like, just about done. And Reed's like, okay, well, if we just, like, test the spaceship ourselves, we'll prove that it works, and then we'll get the rest of our funding to, like, finish it. Um, and Ben's like, well, I've come this far. What could possibly go wrong? A lot, actually. (laughs) A lot. Um, Ben, uh, he is, in most versions of the story, he is pretty, uh, hesitant about it. Um, I think initially it's, like, it's, uh, Sue, who convinces him to go along with it, um, which is just fun, which is just, if you're, you know, if you're Stanley and Jack Kirby, that's just, like, a fun, 
a fun, cruel irony to throw in there to have Ben just be like, guys, I really don't know about this. I mean, if he's an astronaut, he knows how dangerous space is. So he's like, you guys want me to go to space in an unfinished spaceship. Guys. Guys, like, for real. Come on. Um, but he's, uh, he's convinced into doing it. Um, he, uh, flies the ship up into space, uh, and then they are, uh, Due to the effects of cosmic radiation. Cosmic um, radiation. Cosmic radiation. Um, the, um, the, they have to make an emergency crash landing. Um, and also they all get superpowers. Um, which in Ben's case are like, less, less superpowers, uh, and more sort of just terrible. Huge um, physical change. Just a massive physical change. Um, cause he gets very, very strong. Um, but, but also, <laughs> yeah. But his skin turns into basically rock. He gets huge, uh, and his skin becomes this like orange, rocky, hide he, um he, he's just rocks now that's he's that's rocks it. now um he is not all the way he is not all the way rocks he still has like human organs and muscles underneath the rocks um that i don't know why i've never thought about the anatomy of the thing yeah understandably and it just i i am surprisingly i did not expect to be this disturbed by the thought of outside basically rocks inside flesh there's like a throwaway sentence on the like wikipedia page about his powers that's like uh you know uh his skin is basically impenetrable but it you know has has been pierced by some weapons such as adamantium um, and if the skin is pierced, he does bleed. And I'm like, that's, like, it's just very unsettling. What happens if he gets a tumor? Well? They can't, they can't get in there. What if his appendix ruptures? I mean, they can do it, um, uh, like in, in Jessica Jones, where they have to do surgery on Luke Cage, and they, like, keep, like, breaking their scalpels on his body, and then, like, I, I forget how they, like, they have to get a, like, a, a laser or something. Hey, Logan? Um, Logan. Logan, We need hey, you buddy. to do surgery on this man. <laughs> Can you get just, like, a, a doctorate real quick? Can you just blaze through medical school? So your claws, right? Just kind of... Open him up as best you can, but, like, don't damage the organs. Just get past this rocky hide <laughs> so that we can get to the organs. Organs, <laughs> soft and fleshy. Rocky hide. Gotta get that adamantium. <laughs> um, God. Terrible. So, terrible. Who Just did this? I want to know who is responsible for this. 
um, looked at the thing and was like, yeah, that guy still has normal human organs. I mean, maybe it was Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Um, I, I feel know. like they didn't think about it. I feel like no, they didn't I... think about the ramifications of it. And then somebody down the line was like, y'all, if the thing looks like this on the outside, what does he look like on the inside? And somebody's like, normal, right? <laughs> Just normal? I Just... think normal would be good. Just, like, flesh and bone and organs and shit, right? And they're like, yeah, I guess. And then they wrote it into the comic, and we're all out here like, no, this is the darkest timeline. <laughs> Please, why? Um, God. Um, but, so, Ben Grimm comes back from space, and he's a giant rock monster who's still made of flesh. Rock um, monster? He was a rock monster! But he um, wasn't a rock. He was a rock monster! <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Actually, um, what do you think it would take to get Dwayne Johnson to play the thing? <laughs> um. Well, given the lack of success of uh, Fantastic Four movie adaptations, though, though I mean, given Dwayne Johnson's, like, choices in his movie career, like, maybe it wouldn't be that much of a stretch either way. Hey, Netflix, I have a pitch for you. Hey. I mean, Disney is owns Fantastic Four now, right? Did they get that back? I don't know. I think we looked it up a while ago, and we were mad that Disney owns too many things. So it's probably yeah. Disney. <laughs> probably. Statistically, it's probably Disney. Um, just based on who in the world owns stuff. Um, but, uh, okay. Okay. Ben, The Rock, The Thing, Grimm. Ben, The comes Rock, Johnson. From, ben, The Rock, Johnson, uh, <laughs> comes back from space. And he's a rock monster. Um, and in this way, the, like, The Thing is sort of, like, the clearest, thesis statement of um what Stan Lee has said he was going for um and what like Lee and Kirby consistently did throughout their like Marvel career of like superheroes who are you know have a lot going on psychologically um because, like, I mean, that's the thing with, like, the rest of the Fantastic Four is that it's, like, oh, you know, they have, like, they have human flaws and, like, uh, reads, you know, sort of arrogant and, like, doesn't really consider people's emotions and, like, Johnny's, like, cocky and, like, doesn't think through the consequences of his actions. Um, and Sue's sort of, like, shy, I guess, is, is the main thing, but mostly Sue is there to be responsible for everybody else. Um, but, you know, the idea of someone who is a superhero, who is on this, like, you know, internationally famous team of, team of superheroes, um, who looks like a horror movie monster, and has a name like a horror movie monster, um, 
and uh, is, you know, deeply troubled by the the way that he looks and has, like, this very complicated relationship with his own humanity, um, is, uh, I mean, one, a very compelling idea, um, and two, kind of, uh, kind of the, the, the crystallization of this concept of, like, superheroes but make them, like, messy. <laughs> um, and... Obviously, uh, he draws a lot of comparisons with the Hulk. Um, they've had to fight each other, like, a million times in comics for one reason or another, because, you know, everybody wants to see the two big monster superheroes punch each other. Um. I mean, cage match. Cage match. (laughs) Um, but it is inherent, like, they are two different concepts, and two different, both very interesting concepts, but, like, the thing about Bruce is, a lot of the time, he can pass as a normal person, and, like, go exist in society, and, you know, have normal conversations with people, but also, when he does Hulk out, uh, the Hulk is an uncontrollable monster, who, you know, might severely, like, do harm to things that Bruce cares about. Um, and Ben is in control of himself, um, but also he can never turn this off. Um, he's, like, a very, like, it's a very, I mean, it's very Kirby. Um, it's also a very pulpy sort of character concept, like, probably the most pulpy of the Fantastic Four. Um, and I think the combination of sort of that, like, pulp, like, you know, movie monster aesthetic, and also, like, the inherent self-loathing that he has to grapple with is, like, a lot of the reasons why, uh, why I think the, the character has held, like, so much appeal for so many people. Is It's, like, it's a very, it's a very compelling sort of pathos, but in this, like, you know, very, like, dramatic way. Um, but that's, uh, that's the thing, is that Ben's just sort of like that now. Um, and understandably, it, uh, affects pretty much everything in his life. Um, his relationship with Reed, uh, this becomes sort of the central tension of it, is that, uh, Ben being like, I didn't want to do this, and you, uh, dragged me into this, uh, this was your idea, and you told me it was safe, and now you have a cool superpower, and I, you know, look like a big rock. Yeah. Um, and they, like, obviously, they're still friends, and they're very important to each other, but, uh, it's... I mean, there's there's a certain uh, wedge that can go into a friendship that's labeled, you got cool superpowers and I got turned into a rock. (laughs) I'm I'm a rock. I'm a rock now. On Um, the other side, it scrolled, you said this was safe, Reed. (laughs) Ben's just 
standing outside Reed's window throwing this wedge <laughs> up at him. It's like, clank, clank, Reed! Um, and there's, um, there's, like, a lot of, uh, for a long time, kind of an ongoing back and forth of, like, oh, like, Reed's trying to find a way to, uh, you know, get Ben back to human form, um, and he has, like, achieved it a few times, like, temporarily, um, and, like, I think for, I think for a few of them, he, like, he built him, like, 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 a thing, like, exosuit, so he could still, you know, fight crime with them by being strong and, you know, bulletproof and stuff, but inside he was just, like, regular Ben. Um, Fleshy organs. Yeah. Um, but, uh, obviously it doesn't last because, like, it's extremely iconic Marvel Comics character, The Thing. They're not just gonna be like, here's a comic book about a man named Ben. I mean, it probably wouldn't be a bad comic book, necessarily. No, I would read it. Um, but also a lot of times they, like, um... I think this is this is the plot of like uh one of the one of the bad Fantastic Four movies. Like maybe it happens in Silver Surfer. Um where it's like, "Oh, you know, you can be normal again, but you won't be able to, you know, help protect people as effectively." Um he um he also uh he and Johnny um who I don't think really knew each other before the, uh, infamous space flight, um, have a, uh, famously very, uh, contentious relationship, um, because Johnny is a, um, a prankster and likes to rile people up, and Ben is, like, very clearly the easiest to get riled up, um, he had, like, he already had, like, a little bit of a, of a short fuse, um, and I think it definitely didn't, like, improve when he had this, you know, huge major thing that he was very sensitive about, which is the fact that he's a big rock. Um, so, like, he, um, he, he and Johnny have this relationship where it's mostly just, like, Johnny antagonizing him and Ben getting legitimately annoyed. Um, but they, you know, they still... They still care about each other. Or they come to care about each other. Probably at the beginning, Ben was like, oh my god, I don't care what happens to this kid. Um, but they're a family. I care about Sue, so I don't want her brother to die. But if he would, like, go away. <laughs> he can just, like, just, just take a, just fly out into space somewhere. He'll be fine. Um, but, uh, yes. And he is, he is. Wait. Close with Sue. Um, who Can has... Johnny go to space? There's I'm... no... There's no oxygen. Yeah. I feel like he's been in space. Fire would not continue happening. Well, I mean, but it's like... It's like special fire. <laughs> in the void of space. Um, no. That's true. I... You are correct. I feel like I remember... Him being in space 
at some point in something I've read, but maybe I'm just, like, fully imagining it. I mean, also, it's possible that he was in space for something, and they're like, wait, in the void of space, and they're like, who the fuck cares, it's a comic book, and they're like, you're right. <laughs> Nobody's gonna have a podcast where they talk about this. Ha <laughs> ha! Shows them. So maybe Ben wouldn't wish him to go into space, because that probably would not work out well. He could just no. go chill, like, at, like, a nice volcano or something. <laughs> just hang out just far away nice, from Ben. A nice, chill vacation. Yeah, he could go um, to Hawaii. Yeah, he'd probably love it. Um, he, um, yeah, he does, like we said, he's, like, he's on the best terms with Sue. Um, he respects her a lot, um, and she shows him the most patience, um, because it's not like Reed is gen generally, like, frustrated by, you know, I think Reed, like, gets why Ben's upset, but he's also, like, not super good with, like, displaying empathy, um. I understand logically why you're upset, but I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> I have to go do a science. That's the only the only way. I'm I'm gonna science. I'm gonna science you until you feel better. <laughs> Ben's like science is what got us into this mess. <laughs> Literally, you sciencing ruined my life. Um, he um, and he also has this like uh his most well known relationship um is with a um a blind artist, uh, a sculptor named Alicia Masters, um, which is, you know, like, the, the, the very clear, you know, implications of, like, oh, she's blind, so she can't, like, see, like, how, you know, monstrous the thing looks all together. She can just kind of, you know, you know, touch him and feel him and understand that he's not he is a rock he is a rock she can be like mm, i'm a sculptor that is rock <laughs> i'm a sculptor and sir i'm sorry to tell you uh you are a sculpture <laughs> i'm an expert in this um, trust me yes um but uh they um they have a relationship for a while uh, early on in the original Fantastic Four, um, which, um, is, is genuinely very sweet, um, because Alicia's very sweet, um, and Ben's like, oh, no, oh, jeez, but I'm so scary, and she's like, no, I think you're nice, um, and it's, like, it also becomes, like, part of this thing where, like, Reed tries to turn, like, Ben back to human form, and it doesn't work, and it's like, oh, subconsciously, it's because, uh, Ben doesn't want to change, because he's worried, uh, Alicia won't like him as much if he's normal Ben, um. No, that's not it, Reed. You just want to justify that your science doesn't work. Yeah, Reed, maybe you just built bad science. Maybe you should just do it better. 
Reed's like, Reed's getting frustrated, he can't figure it out, and he's just, just like, friggin' like, you know, throws a bunch of soda together, and he's like, here, drink this, uh, science serum. Oh, it didn't work? Weird, I guess, subconsciously, you must want to be the thing. Sorry, I tried. <laughs> Bye! Um, Alicia is also, uh, at some point, we talked about this with Johnny, um, she is, uh, kidnapped and replaced by a scroll for, like, a while, for, like, many years in real time, not many years in comics time, uh, but still a while in comics time, because they, like, introduce, uh, this, you know, scroll being Alicia, and then it's like, oh, actually, uh, this scroll replaced Alicia way back in 1984, um, and they just retconned it in, because they definitely did not write that, uh, intentionally. Um, but also in this time, uh, she does, uh, Alicia dates, well, no, the scroll pretending to be Alicia dates Johnny while Ben is, I think, missing, um, for some reason. Um, oh, he was on, uh, he was hanging out on Battleworld. Um. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, because on Battleworld, he could, uh, for some reason, he could switch between being, uh, Rock Ben and Human Ben, like, at will. And he was like, this is really all I wanted, so, (laughs) bye. Um, I don't know if, uh, Ben and Alicia get back together after that. I think they might, at least for a bit, um... But she does also, she kind of, uh, she stays as sort of part of the larger, like, Fantastic Four universe, and she, you know, helps them out, and she babysits Franklin, um, which is cute, but also I feel like you shouldn't be trusting, uh, like, a normal human woman to babysit one of the most powerful living beings on the planet. I mean... I was about to be like, who else would you trust? And then I remembered that Squirrel Girl babysits. Yeah. <laughs> Squirrel Girl is an established nanny. Um, and she's great at it. Um, God, that, I mean, we need to talk about this with Endgame. Um, but there was a point in Endgame during the big final battle where <laughs> my friend leaned over to me and was like, God, what if Squirrel Girl showed up right now? <laughs> That would have been rad. Can you imagine? Um, (laughs) Just out of nowhere. Oh, hey. Record scratch, freeze frame. So you might be wondering. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's me. Doreen Green. Um, Um, Hey, Marvel, we have a pitch. We have a great pitch. Um... See, he does have, like, a couple other, uh, romantic relationships that aren't as, like, iconic. There are also, like, two, uh, two separate, like, lady the things. Um, and one is, like, one is a woman who was, like, a a pro wrestler who volunteered herself for experiments to try and get superpowers, and she was going by Ms. Marvel, and then she got mutated into a- another thing, and 
she went by she thing. Um, and then there's another woman more recently who is like a pop star and then like Reed like built her this device that she could use to transform into the thing. Um Why? She went by Ms. Thing. Um Why? If you're a pop star <laughs> Why are you going was, to read Richards like, hey, will you build me something? She was dating Johnny, and, like, the Fantastic Four had to go do something, and they were like, okay, everybody pick a replacement to be on the Fantastic Four, and Johnny was like, my pop star girlfriend! And she agreed? Yeah, I don't, I don't know that much about this. I, it's just, I only just encountered this yesterday. That's fair. But also, I mean, I guess if you're not thinking about the ramifications of being a superhero, if your boyfriend was like, hey, you want to be a superhero for a day? You might go for it. <laughs> yeah, probably. If um, you're not thinking about, like, oh, if I do this, there's a good chance that I might die if, like, <laughs> some sort of invasion happens while the Fantastic Four are gone. Some sort of secret invasion, or maybe a secret war, or many secret wars. Or something. Any, anything, anything of the sort. A civil war? Could be anything. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, you know, for, for the, he was also, um, he was also on the Avengers, uh, for a little bit, when Luke Cage was leading the Avengers. Um, I think he, like, he personally asked Ben to be part of it, um, which is nice, and he was on, like, the Avengers and the Fantastic Four for a little bit, and he's, like, briefly been on, he was on the West Coast Avengers for a time, too, I think, um, but, you know, obviously, for the most part, like, the rest of the Fantastic Four, uh, 99% of the time, he is associated with the Fantastic Four. Um, a team that has the number of people they're required to have on the team in the name of the team. <laughs> so if anyone leaves, they gotta find somebody else, like, immediately. Yeah. Um. Uh, Spider-Man! Hey, buddy! <laughs> hey. You wanna be on this team, right? Yeah. Um, and I think, um, a lot of the time he's sort of not to... Not to make a rock pun, um, but he is, like, typically one of the most down-to-earth members of the Fantastic Four. Um, and Sue is, too, but Sue is, like, a lot of the time, like, trying to manage Reed, uh, and trying to manage Johnny. Um, and Ben, you know, comes from a lower-class background and, you know, grew up around a lot of lower-class people, um, and cares a lot about, you know, actual people and helping them. Um, and sometimes Reed gets kind of up in his head with, you know, science, science. ideas and stuff. Science! Um, and Ben is like, okay, but, like, we're gonna, we're gonna fix, like, actual problems, right? Um, there's one point where he, uh, he inherits a bunch of money, um, I think it's, like, Reed is, like, missing or doing something or in space or whatever, um, 
and he finds out that, like, Reed has, like, set up, like, funds for all of them, and Ben has a ton of money, um, and he uses it to, like, build a youth center where he grew up, and name it after his brother, um, and, you know, kind of, uh, connect with the, the Yancey Street gang and all those, uh, all those kids. Um, he's, um, he's a, he's a very good boy. He's a good bean. He's a, he's a, he's a good bean. He's a good rock. Um, I'm, I'm very fond of him. When I was, uh, I got home tonight, um, and I was getting ready to, like, set up and stuff, and my dad was like, oh, who are you recording about? And I was like, The Thing? And he was like, oh, I love The Thing! Oh, That's I so love wholesome. The Thing so much. I'm like, yeah, he's great. Like, I think he's, um, out of all the Fantastic Four, I think he's, like, definitely the one most likely to get that response from people. Of, like, that sort of, uh, like, very personal connection. Um, I, I was about to be all like, is anybody, like, Oh, Reed Richards. I love Reed Richards. Then there probably is. There are. Um, there are people. And and that's valid, but just like I think Ben is would better. Be... Fight me. <laughs> ben is definitely the one where you would have more people with that response. Um <laughs> and and I think maybe a lot of that has to do with how, like, this was uh, a character that Jack Kirby uh, took very personally when he was helping to create him. And I think that shows a lot. And I think it's a character that a lot of writers and artists since have kind of identified with. Um, you know, friggin', uh, turns out, like, nerd outcasts love monsters. <laughs> Who could have predicted? Wow. I know. It's wild. Yeah, um, it's, 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 uh, unprecedented. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, did you have any comics, anything you wanted to talk about? I did read some comics. Oh my goodness! <laughs> right? Um, remember the Winter Soldier comics? I, I do. Talking about, well, I got the first three issues and I did read them last night because I was like, God damn it, I gotta read these before we record. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise I'm gonna be all like, nope. Um, so last night I read the first three issues and it's, mm, I don't want to say it's not as good as I was expecting. Um, I definitely wasn't expecting it to be all like, well, what's Bucky up to? He's running essentially a witness protection program. <laughs> and then, okay. yeah, he's essentially running a witness protection program and trying to get his mental health in order. And here comes this kid who is an assassin who is wearing a uniform a lot like Bucky's and well not Bucky's his his old uniform his World War II uh red and blue number and then here's this kid like hey I'm gonna kill you 
And Bucky's like, yeah, yeah, okay, good try. <laughs> but Sure, buddy. Yeah, it, and then he's like, well, I'm responsible for this child now. <laughs> we, we will just take this kid back to Indiana, where every time my arm breaks, I make Tony fly in and fix it. <laughs> and here we, we have a child now. <laughs> it's, it's me and Sharon Carter running this witness protection program, and also now we have a child who is understandably uh, mad at the world because he's like, well, I was trained to kill people, but I don't know if I want to do that. And Bucky's like, hey, you don't have to. <laughs> Listen to me. You, you don't have to kill people if you don't want to. That's that's what that's what this whole thing is about, me doing this witness protection program. Except it's not for witnesses really, it's just for people who are doing crime but don't want to be doing crime anymore. Aw. Thanks, Bucky. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm not sure I like it mm, I don't wanna say that it feels preachy. Mm -hmm. But I do think that there is a message that they're trying to get across that doesn't always fit. I mean, I haven't kept up on a lot of Winter Soldier comics or Bucky comics uh, per se. So mm -hmm. my brain might have built upon stuff that I knew into a characterization, but it does feel, to me at least, a bit out of character. Not like, okay. not that like, I don't think that Bucky would be doing this work, but the dialogue, I think, just is a little bit off-center. Okay. I don't, it's, I'm still gonna finish it. I think it's still just like a five-issue miniseries. I'm still gonna get the last two. Sure. But... I'm just oh, like, dog. it doesn't feel quite, like, capital R right. Mm-hmm. I do, I do trust your judgment in these matters. <sighs> yeah, and then, and then when I was done with that, I was like, huh, I still have time before I go to bed. So I finished reading, um, whichever trade has the, uh, Bruce Wayne bribes his way onto a jury so that he can fix his his Batman mistake. Oh yeah, <laughs> whichever trade that was in, I read that one, which does end with the that trade does end with the um, oops, Dick got shot in the head. Oh boy, it sure does. Huh? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, this is this is where we're at, huh? Okay. Yeah, that's, that's uh that that's the point that we've reached. This is the point that we've reached. Ugh. And then I I I did a palate cleanser before I went to bed and I read the that but lesbian zine. So <gasps> oh, I meant to it get that. It was so good. Olivia, there's one mm -hmm. there's one that's Tony and Pepper. <gasps> Oh my god. Is it, uh, 
is it still on sale? Do you know? Or was it I, like... Mm, I don't think... No. Uh, Cursed. Let me just Google real fast. Not that le- that but lesbian sign. I'm not doing trigonometry. <laughs> oh, okay. <sighs> Never mind. I zoomed... I, I was like, oh, a second printing is now available. And then I went down and it's like the pre-order period ended on February 2nd. Oh. Uh, oh, wait, second printing. Nope, that's... <laughs> da, da, da. It doesn't look like there's even a thing on the... But of course it's like Hatter's Arts, right? Who did the... <laughs> like... <laughs> God, it's... What an icon, honestly. It's like, oh... All right, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just like, I, I open the page and I'm like, oh, a Tony Pepper one. Who did it? Oh, Hatter's Arts. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. I'll have to take a picture of it and send it to you. Please, 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 please do. I need, I need this to live. Actually, I'm going to check Twitter real quick to see if... Because I saw a bunch of people put their own, uh, like, they were like, hey, it's been a while since the zine, so I'm gonna post what I drew for it. And that was one of the things that was like, I was just like, oh, right! (laughs) I have this somewhere. Where did I put it? I need to read this zine. Oh, yep, got it. I am sending you. Nope, that's the Discord server. Almost put that in comic spoilers. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Right? Oh my god. Oh no, it's, I killed Olivia. It's so good. It's so good and also just like so like so Hatter's Arts TM TM TM. <laughs> Um, did you read comics? I'm sorry. I, I, I started looking at this again and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now we're just living here now. Um, I did read comics. Um, uh, new heroes in crisis came out this past week that, you know, was the, I'm like, I'm honestly, I'm a little mad it came out the week that Endgame came out because now like everybody's talking about Endgame and nobody's talking about this, like, giant comics spoiler that, like, in the long run is not as, obviously not as big a pop cultural deal as Endgame. Um, but I'm like, nobody's gonna be as mad as Tom King as he deserves for this. (laughs) I mean, people, no, I shouldn't say that because people have, like, sent him death threats and, like, Oh, oh no, that's not cool. That's not cool, and people also did that after the wedding thing, and like, hey, I know, like, everyone listening to this podcast is, like, chill and a reasonable human. Don't send death threats to people because you don't like something they wrote. Um, Just start a podcast. (laughs) Just start a podcast, and then you can talk about it. Um, Because it is whack, but, like, Tom King is a human being (laughs) with, like feelings 
Yeah, um, he he's a full. He's not just a name on a page. He he is a person. <laughs> um, a human being whose writing I do greatly respect and has done a lot of things that are important to me. Um, but this one did make me very angry. Uh, Never rely upon your heroes. It's true. They Um, will always do something to anger you. They will. Um, I do also want to tell the story here, because I told you, um, but I do think we need to share it on air. Um, so last weekend I was at Anime Boston. Oh, hell Um, yeah, I was hoping it would be this story. (laughs) Yes, um, and, uh... Uh, Ngozi, the artist of, uh, celebrated hockey webcomic Check Please, uh, was there tabling in Artist Alley, um, and I went, uh, I went to her table with a bunch of my friends, all of whom were, like, massive Check Please fans, um, and I was like, I was going through, like, all the merch on the table with my friend Jackie, and I was like, oh, these charms are super cute. She was like, yeah, I know, I own all those charms. I was like, oh, do you have those prints? She was like, I have the, yeah, I have those prints. I was like, what about, she was like, I own everything on this table. That's a mood. Um, but, um, they, um, they got their book signed by Ngozi. She was, like, incredibly sweet, just, like, the friendliest person um she um she uh she gave like both of my friends like free posters because they were like oh we like you know we did the kickstarter but we didn't get the posters she was like oh here you want them like here take them um that's incredible like so sweet um but once they were done i um she was you know sitting at the table and i went up to her and i was like hi um, I just want you to know, I have not, uh, read Check Please yet, um, but I have to tell you that your work in the field of, um, Booster Gold and Ted Cord is an inspiration. Um, and she just, like, her face just went, like, completely, like, stone-faced blank, and she just stood up and held out her hand, and she was like, it's an honor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then she said that she couldn't start talking about Boostle because they would have to, like, cart her out of the artist alley on a stretcher. I was like, um, that's so valid. Um, so, uh, that was, that was a great thing. Um, Ngozi, Ngozi is extremely valid forever. Uh, Tom King is on thin fucking ice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, anyways... Those are the things did, I wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah. Did I ever bring up that I didn't read the whole interview, but Ngozi apparently almost wrote for DC on a I don't, Ted and Booster? No, and I've, now I'm furious I, that we don't have this? I have to dig up that article. Because I didn't, I didn't read it, and then I don't know where it is anymore. Actually, is this it? Just me immediately goes to the check please Patreon Discord server. <laughs> Just like, is this it? Uh, I don't care, Sci-Fi Wire, about your thing. Is this all check 
please? Or is, that's all check please. I'm like, is this all check please? Or is this the one where you talk about? Ah, oh, no. Ah, oh, no. I think it ended up in one of the general channels that anybody can talk in. So it's buried. It's gone. I'll have to Google it. I'll have to Google it and put it in the show notes. Yes, please, please do. Um, okay. Uh, anyways, that, uh, that is it for us today. Um, if you want to, uh, hear about our, our interactions with Ngozi or rant about heroes in crisis or anything like that, um, you can find us on the internet, on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. Um, all of those are just under Capes and Japes. Um, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, we have a Discord channel where you can uh, hop in and chat with us, talk about Endgame, talk about musicals, uh, talk about your pets, talk about whatever you want. Um, and we have a Patreon uh, that you can support us on if you feel so inclined. Uh, you can get uh, bonus episodes. We are, right after this, shortly after this, uh, going to be recording our April bonus ep, which is our uh, Endgame breakdown, because now that we've both seen Endgame. Um, so if you want to hear our Endgame thoughts, uh, check out our Patreon. Um, and if you can't do that, but you want to help us out, if you leave us a rating and review, we love that. Um, if you tell a friend, we love that. Um, and if you just keep listening, we love that too, because we love you. Um, I think that's everything. Uh, so thank you for joining us today on Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Elion. And, as always, kiss me hot lesbian Tony Stark. Oh my god, please kiss me hot lesbian Tony Stark.